SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. A busy show lined up for you tonight and big football coming up uh, a little bit later this evening, just over half an hour away from kickoff in that clash between Bafana Bafana and Angola. We'll chat to uh, Mo Ali a little bit later on in this evening's show. In other international football news, Argentina captain Lionel Messi has been banned for four matches. That after directed insults at an assistant referee during their tie against Chile. In domestic football news was announced that Mamelodi Sundowns' catch-up match against Blue Celtic will be played at the Lucas Moripe Stadium instead of Loftus Fasfelt next week. Meanwhile, Golden Arrows midfielder Cajicho de Cachua has recovered from a knee injury. He will return against Highlands Park on Saturday. Bad news, however, for Kaiser Chiefs. It was confirmed today that goalkeeper Brilliant Kuzwire is out for eight weeks. That after a successful ankle surgery. In other international cricket news, uh, we'll chat about the Proteas in just a moment with Johanna Ru, but India have retained the ICC Test Championship mace and received $1 million for ensuring the top spot in the Test rankings on the 1st of April. Uh, that's when the cut-off date comes. No one can overtake them. They defeated Australia by eight wickets earlier today and clinched their four-match series 2-1. One-day international cricket, Sri Lanka up against Bangladesh in the second ODI. Uh, it was rained out after Sri Lanka scored 311 all-out in the 49th over. Bangladesh couldn't get their run chase underway. On to rugby, Johan Ackermann's named an unchanged starting 15 for their clash against the, uh, the Sharks this weekend. And Davis, uh, or the Fed Cup rather, uh, team for South Africa has been announced. It consists of Chanel Simmons, Ilza Hutting, Madre Leroux, uh, Michaela Lobsha and Earl Grange as the captain. That for the Euro-Africa Zone Group 2 tournament to be played in Lithuania next month. Coming up next, we'll chat some cricket with Johan Leroux. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is South Africa's news and information leader and uh, woke up this morning uh, to turn the telly on to see what was happening in the cricket and I must say I was uh, a bit disappointed. Uh, we finished off yesterday uh, with a few wickets and I thought, you know what, if we can carry that momentum into day four, we, uh, we could set this up for uh, an exciting finish, but uh, it's not looking good for the Proteas. They do have their backs up against the wall. We join now by Johan Leroux. Johan, uh, the Proteas let it get away with, uh, with the ball a bit uh, on day four and uh, New Zealand in the pouncey. Good evening, Brad. Yeah, I, I, you can't really fault uh, the Proteus bowlers too much. Uh, they didn't do too much wrong. Every now and then they did give away a loose delivery, but credit to Kane Williamson. He was superb uh, on day three, and he continued that today again. And then also Colin DeGrande really taking just taking matters into his own hands, and he scored a quick 50 as well. And that ultimately was the difference because uh, in the end, 175 runs difference between the two teams and New Zealand taking that lead into the second innings. And it's great bowling by the New Zealand batsmen, uh, bowlers rather, this morning as well, but also very, very disappointing from a number of the Proteus batsmen. And I've been a J.P. Dimini fan for a long time and I've been defending him everywhere that I could. But uh, unfortunately, it does seem like it, it could be for his time to to step down from Test cricket because he really hasn't been performing too well. Hashim Amla, a little disappointed from him as well. And then also that confusion between Tunis Sabrain and Hashim Amla, just uh, not something that you expect to see at Test match level. Uh, Dean Alga also getting uh, getting out cheaply, Kemba Mavuma getting out cheaply. But then it was really great to see Fafsid to see and Quinton de Kock getting together. Every now and then you could just see them having a conversation with each other and saying that you, we can do this. We can uh, bat out the rest of today, uh, day four, and then we could bat out as long as possible, uh, day five as well. And it was great to see that fighting spirit. So, yeah, South Africa will resume batting tomorrow, 84-5. 
uh, still need to score at least 95 runs in left to make New Zealand back again. I don't think that the win is anywhere in their radar at the moment. They are just trying to bat as long as possible and hope for some divine intervention and to mention as well some rain predicted for tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've got a, a, a tough task ahead of them, those two, Quinton de Kock and uh, Faf Duplessis. Quinton de Kock, however, has come to our rescue many times so far uh, in the series. He's in great nick. He scored a 90 in the first innings. He uh, he batted superbly well uh, with uh, a couple of the players, one of them being Kajisa Rabada. The tail has wagged in that first innings, and we need it to wag again uh, tomorrow because uh, there is some serious issues in that South African top order at the moment. Uh, Stephen Cook getting dropped and Tennis De Brain being brought in as uh, as an opener, he isn't an opener. That was a strange decision in in my mind, but uh, yeah, it hasn't been justified. No, it really hasn't. And and again, Tennis Brain, uh, it's he's, he's making his best debut in an unfamiliar position. You can't really fault him. A bit of a question mark there about the selectors why they decided to bring him in for such a crucial match. I mean, you were willing to risk Quinton de Kock, uh, even though he had injuries and it's in a, a busy winter of cricket for us coming up uh, touring to England. So if you're willing to do that, uh, then why are you willing to risk someone like Tennis de Brain bringing it into the top order in an unfamiliar position in a, in a crucial win, uh, which is what the Proteas are seeing this match here. And, and uh, you could have just given Stephen Cook another go, uh, and you could have said to him, this is a, a final opportunity to, to try and perform for your team. But yeah, that unfortunately didn't happen. But as you mentioned, the, the middle order and the tail have come to South Africa's rescue on a number of occasions in the past. And Quinton de Kock certainly has the ability, faster to see. We've seen him do it on countless times where he's able to just block and block and block, and, and that's what he's going to have to do tomorrow. And also, Vernon Philander, Keshav Maharaj, Kasita Rabada, Mone Morkel, even in the, the previous test match, showed that he can bat a little bit. So the match is definitely not over, but uh, New Zealand will be fancying their chances of pulling off a draw in the series. Absolutely. As far as the pitch is concerned, Johan, is it uh, doing anything crazy? Are there any demons in it, or is it pretty good for batting? Well, quite surprising. It was offering quite a bit uh, for the pace loader today, but just towards the end of the day, the pitch just started taking a little bit of turn, uh, and there are a few rough patches uh, there, and uh, that's going to be exploited by Deacon Patel and Mitchell Sant. Now, I won't be surprised if they come in the first uh, 10 overs tomorrow. Uh, they did cause a lot of problems uh, even during the five wickets that fell. Uh, J.P. Dimini was one that left one around, around, uh, alone rather from Patel, and he was clean bowled. So the spinners are going to play a crucial role tomorrow. So, the, yeah, the ball is turning. And also with the, the cloudy conditions, uh, you might expect uh, there to be a little bit of swing as well. And also, if we do get a full 90 overs tomorrow, then the Proteas will also have to realize that they are going to have to face that second new ball at some stage. And then the bowling of Matt Hendry and Colin DeGrom home has really been good. Uh, in this test match. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very, very difficult task for the Proteas, but not one that we haven't seen them done before. Johan, let's just talk about the, the, the sort of confidence and momentum coming out of the series. Uh, the Proteas have had a, a pretty good series. I mean, they obviously won the lap so far in this test series, and they've, they've played some really good cricket. But if they lose this one and leave New Zealand with a drawn series, it, it'll feel a bit like a loss, I'm sure. Yeah, I think it will, just because of the position that they were in after that uh, second test match. Because at that stage, you thought that South Africa are just going to take control of the series. And I don't think, don't think anybody expected them to lose this uh, third test match, especially playing against a bit of a weakened side without 
uh, Ross Taylor and Trent Bolt uh, for New Zealand. And uh, it would have been interesting to see if those two were in this team. Uh, this match could have been over after maybe three days as well. But uh, it will be a little bit of a blow for them. Uh, probably not too much, though, because South Africa have been playing really good cricket and they could just see this as a slip-up. Luckily, they will have a couple of months off and some time to recover, and then all the attention turns to England. Because that's going to be a very, very important series uh, for the Test team, uh, not to mention the ICC Champions Trophy, but for the Test team, they will want to take some confidence out of that series. Because then they come back and they take on Bangladesh. And then it's going to be the big one. India is coming to town. And, uh, of course, India is the number one ranked test team in the world. And perhaps South Africa could be the number two ranked test team in the world. And, and they could be playing for that number one spot. So, yeah, they'll be looking to take some confidence from from uh, that England series into the rest of the year because Australia is also coming to town in the, the beginning of 2018. And as I mentioned in my news report at the top of the show, India, world number one after their series win against Australia earlier today. Johan thank you very much. Let's hope by the time I wake up tomorrow morning, uh, the cricket is still on or it's raining, one of the two, because that'll be good news for South Africa. So uh, thank you very much for your time this uh, this evening, and uh, we look forward to catching up again tomorrow. Thanks, Brad. If you would love to show off your cooking skills and grab a chance at love, then we have great news for you. SABC3 is proud to bring the hit UK series Dinner Date to South Africa. To take part, email date at dinnerdatesa.co.za before Friday the 31st of March. Contestants must be between the ages of 25 and 50 years of age and live in Gauteng. SABC3, putting love on the menu. Many young people not just supporting themselves and their first home and their first car and whatever, but also having to support back home. What is important is that one needs to be, for example, if one is supporting a family back home, whatever the case may be, you need to be able to say to them, this is how much I'm able to allocate to you guys as my family in terms of supporting you so that you can also be able to meet your financial commitments. Siban Joba, who is a financial planner at Alexander Forbes. You are listening to the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Tune in every weekday between 6 to 6.30 p.m. That's the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Understanding the markets has never been easier. Uncle Kathy, how would you like to be remembered by South Africans? Just as uh, someone who has uh, uh, lived and tried to make a contribution, uh, that's all I can say, we tried. Nineteen twenty-nine to twenty seventeen. Rest in peace, Ahmed Katrada. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. You're listening to SAFM Sport Trap. Big football to look forward to tonight, the second of two international friendlies we're having in the space of less than a week. Uh, an impressive win by Bafana Bafana on the weekend over Guinea-Bissau. Tonight they take on Angola. And we join now by our football uh, journal, Mo Ali. Mohamed, welcome on to SAFM Sport Trap this evening. Nice to touch base with you. Uh, it's great to have international football on the cards once again. A good win on the weekend. And we're hoping for more of the same tonight. 
Yeah, uh, no reason why we shouldn't, Brad, um, because, uh, you know, we've beaten Angola. Angola's only beaten us once in 12 games, and that was uh, really with the fourth string side uh, in the uh, Chan game uh, in October 2015 when the rest of the uh, team was uh, in uh, Central America playing Honduras and uh, Costa Rica. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, and uh, Angola lost over the weekend to uh, Mozambique in a friendly as well. So, uh and, and, and that's, uh, this, that side is just a uh, full of talent, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing the side perform, particularly uh, the young guns, uh, Percy Tao, Pakamani Mashlambi, and uh, Luther Singh, who's really an exciting talent. And then on top of that, you've got the uh, PSL's joint top scorer in Nebuchang Manyama as well. So uh, really exciting uh, times for South African football, this uh, blend of youth and experience. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Stand-in coach Owen has made nine changes to the starting eleven for tonight. Uh, I know he said after the weekend's match that he didn't want to change too much with it or, or, or mess too much with the structures and the plans that they've got in place. But uh, nine changes—that's a, a pretty big disruption, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, he fooled us all because he said he was. <laughs> I agree with you. You know, he said he wasn't going to change, and then he goes and puts two goalkeepers on the bench and puts uh, Tabuman Yamani in the stands, uh, much to the disgust. <laughs> of uh, Jeremy Brocky, yeah. the uh, Super Sports United striker. That's a very strange decision, it must be said. But, um, you know, it, it does make sense, uh, Brad, uh, you know, that he gives all the players a chance, particularly uh, those who came all the way from Europe. Uh, and it would be very unfair, particularly since they are friendly games, to bring players all the way from Europe and not give them a run. So I, for example, uh, would expect to see Lars Feldbeck as well making a run in, in the second half as well, um, particularly since there's no out-and-out striker in the starting eleven. Uh, you've got uh, attacking players like Singh and Manyama and Percy Tabba, none of them are out-and-out strikers. And uh, Owen de Gama did say that uh, he would love to have another look at Lars Feldbeck, who didn't have the best of outings in his debut against Mozambique last November. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Darren Keats back in the side as well for the first time since the Nations Cup game against Algeria in uh, 2015. And uh, the only two players remaining from the side that started Saturday... Uh, is uh, Tabocho Langerman and um, Eric Matoho. So, and it's good to see Rivaldo Kutsias. I actually spoke to Owen de Gama on Sunday after the game, and they said if there's one concern that he does have was in, in central defense where he doesn't have a player that uh, plays the ball out of defense, and uh, that's what Rivaldo Kutsia brings. So uh, hopefully, you know, Rivaldo Kutsia will do the business this evening. Tabocho Langerman, uh, another player who may be uh, suffering from a bit of fatigue, having played all those games for Mamelodi Sundowns going through to last June when they, you know, campaigned in the African Champions League right through to now without a break. Um, it's interesting to see Andile Jali back as well in, in the starting lineup uh, as the captain. Um, Angola have a very interesting inclusion. And remember Manucho, the man who was signed by Alex Ferguson for Manchester United mm-hmm. and didn't make the grade while well, he's back in the Angolan side as well. Interesting indeed. Mo, you mentioned uh, the youngsters, you mentioned the likes of Percy Tower, but the, the two that you mentioned as well, Luther Singh and Pakamaniam Slumby, who are, are pretty much fresh off that uh, Amajita qualifying uh, at, at the AFCON for the FIFA Under-20 World Cup later this year. Uh, big big future stars, but uh, I mean, both those players, they can hold their own, and, and uh, like you say, interesting to see how they go tonight, and uh, they, they could stamp their names on uh, South African football tonight for, for years to come. No, absolutely. Um, and, and this under-20 side, uh, Brad, they certainly uh, uh, are the future of South African football. And, and if you look, many, many of the uh, under-20 side 
that uh, played at the AFCON under-20s in Zambia last month uh, were actually players who played in the under-17 side that played in the under-17 World Cup in Chile. So uh, there's a bit of continuity, which is very good to see uh, in South African football. Uh, many of the under-17s now in the under-20s, uh, they'll be going. So they'll have two World Cups. They would have had two World Cups in the space of two years, and that is absolutely fantastic experience, you know, playing against uh, teams from other parts of the world. And uh, you, you can't buy that kind of experience, and, and hopefully the, this under-20 side would then go on and hopefully qualify for the Olympic Games as the under-23s in, in 2020 in Japan. And uh, that certainly bodes well. And, and, and Owen, a credit must be given to Owen de Gama for not being afraid to, to bring in the youngsters and uh, give them an opportunity. Mashlambi has is, is, is come off a long-term injury, of course, uh, just back at this but and Gavin Hunt wasn't too happy with the, being called up to Bafana Bafana, but the youngsters are champing at the bit, as is uh, Luther Singh, who's apparently making waves in Portugal. And uh, Percy Tau, I mean, what a story. Uh, last uh, January, he was still playing on loan for Bitbank Spurs. Couldn't make it into the uh, Mamalari Sundown starting lineup, and uh, he was recalled uh, by Pizzo Mosimani, and, and we all know what happened. He had a fantastic second half of the campaign in, in the league and in the Champions League, and uh, scored a great goal on Saturday as well. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, the, the youngsters certainly are proving, uh, and, and you think about the likes of, of Keegan Dolly as well, who's not playing this evening, he's on the bench, and uh, he's, he's uh, you know, moved off to, to, to France, which will give him fantastic experience. Uh, Tabo Maniamani, as we mentioned in the stands this evening, but another success story coming through the Varsity Cup and, uh, you know, scoring on day before Bafana Bafana. And, you know, the nice thing about this uh, squad, uh, Brad, is that uh, many of the players are uh, like uh, Luther Singh and Pakamani Mashlambi, teenagers, and then you get the guys, more experienced players uh, like Mohojo and uh, Kermati Rasmus and Dede Jali in their mid-20s. And we all know, you know, footballers kind of peak uh, from their mid to late-20s. And uh, this, this really augurs well. Uh, for the future of South African football. But, uh, yeah, the new coach to be announced tomorrow morning, hopefully. Um, and then I think the big test for the future of South African football will come in June when we play a, a rejuvenated Nigeria side. I can tell you it's, it's a much, much stronger Nigeria side if we look at the way they've played in the World Cup qualifiers, beating Algeria away from home and, uh, you know, doing well against uh, Zambia as well. So that, I think that will be a litmus test for South African football at the away game against Nigeria. Absolutely, Mo. Let's let's touch on the cloud that's hanging over Bafana Bafana at the moment. Uh, the coach, and uh, it's been dragging out for so long. It was supposed to be announced a while ago, and then uh, the, the announcement's been made that it's happening tomorrow. But uh, who knows? Uh, it may or may not. We <laughs> we we never quite sure. For for Owen Gama, it's a tough one for him. I mean, is he trying to prove himself? I, I mean, it's it's difficult for the players, whoever the the incoming coaches will be watching tonight. Uh, They've got an opportunity to, to impress whoever it is. Absolutely, and, and it's also uh, an important game for Owen de Gama because, uh, you know, the, the, the new coach will all obviously have to rely on local expertise, assuming that it's a coach uh, uh, that's from outside South Africa. He will have to rely on local expertise. And Owen de Gama has been with the squad now for the past uh, three years, and, uh, you know, the assistant coaches as well, uh, Tabo Senong, and uh, Molefin Seki, who double up as the under-17 and under-20 coaches. So there is a bit of continuity. But, of course, Danny Jordan did say on Sunday that it's entirely up to the new coach whom he wants for his uh, support staff. But, of course, uh, these guys would have uh, picked uh, 
big, big marks next to their names, you know, Nseke having qualified the under-17s and Sanong having qualified the under-20s for the Nations Cup and the World Cups, and uh, Owen Dagama having gone to the Olympics as well and now, uh, you know, putting together a nice side. So uh, they, they, the, the assistant coaches uh, and the technical staff are very much on trial as well as are the players, and, of course, the players certainly would uh, want to... Uh, you know, impress the new coach. I, I actually distinctly remember 1998, uh, the Africa Cup of Nations, and um, you know, it was the news that filtered through that Philip Trussier would take over the side after the Nations Cup. He was in charge of, of uh, Burkina Faso then, and I remember some of the Bafana of Quentin Fortune coming to me and, and saying, you know, hey, we need to play for this coach now because uh, you know it's the World Cup coming up in, in 1998 in France, and I think a similar situation applies now as well. Yeah, interesting indeed. Uh, and then finally, Mo, kickoff uh, was supposed to be seven o'clock. It's been delayed slightly uh, to to show a, a bit of respect tonight. Indeed, uh, it's been delayed till uh, seven fifteen to allow uh, respect to be shown to uh, the late Ahmed Kafrado, of course, uh, sadly passed away in the early hours of the morning, and also the uh, former chairman and founder of Bloomfield and Celtic, Dr. Petrus Malomela, who, who passed over uh, passed away over the weekend, and uh, the players will be playing with black armbands as well. And uh, condolences to both uh, families. Absolutely. Well, make sure you stay tuned to SAFM this evening for updates throughout the night of that clash that's taking place in East London. It is Bafana Bafana up against Angola. Uh, Muhammad Ali, thank you for your time this evening, Mo. Much appreciated, and we look forward to, to catching up again soon. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, let's see. I'm interested to see who the new Bafana Bafana coach is, and who knows, maybe that announcement will happen tomorrow. <laughs> Pleasure, as always. Yeah, let's let the South Africa pull it through in the test match before that against <laughs> Absolutely, Mo. Thanks for your time tonight, mate. Thank you. The Hospice Palliative Care Association of South Africa, with 146 member hospices throughout the country, remains a leading provider of palliative care, which assists with treatment of pain and other distressing symptoms. HPCA continues to advocate for improved services in palliative care and the overall national health system. HPCA is reliant on the generosity of the public to continue to provide these essential services. To find out more about palliative care, visit hpca.ca.za. This initiative has been made possible by the SABC Foundation. On planting the seeds here on South Africa's news and information leader. In terms of exporting, uh, Malcolm, how are black-owned brands doing in the wine industry? Exporting we've been doing much easier. We find that the export markets are more friendlier to black-owned wine brands. So the export market looks at our brand as exciting, number one, new, number two, and obviously we all have quality brands. Malcolm Green is principal of the Treasure Chest, which is a joint action group of 14 wine brands. Tune in 5 a.m. weekdays with me, Asanda Matsawinyani. SAFM Sports Wrap. Staying with football now, it's been three years since Bafana Bafana last had two teenagers in the team at the same time, and that was just after they qualified for the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations in Equatorial Guinea. Luther Singh and Pakamani Mklambi are both 19 and are fresh from qualifying Amajita to the FIFA Under-20 World Cup in South Korea in May. For the pair, it's important that they share a room so that they can continue to motivate each other. The two youngsters will feature tonight against Angola and the Portuguese-based Afcon Under-20 Goal scorer Singh shared with SABC sport journalist Lilian Bully the past week's experience in the Bafana camp. Well, I mean, it's been a good experience for me, and I'm grateful for the opportunity that I've got. And I thank the coaches and the technical team for everyone being giving me the chance and believing in my ability. I mean, we've had a good week, and 
the spirit has been well and it's been high in the camp. Senior players have been leading a good example to us younger players coming into the camp. They've been leading good to us, so for me it's been a good week and being part of the team has been exciting and I'm very happy to be part of the team. What have you learned mostly um, that you feel that, okay, you had been part of Amalgita camp, I think, from November, hey, and you were with the, uh, the under-19 team before that, but what has been different here? Well, I mean, I think different is the approach of how the senior players take 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 it to training and on the game day, even in the camp, how they are on and off the field, the respect they show to one another and the leadership they show and also the maturity that they, they show to us. We learn a lot from them on the field and off the field. So it's been good for me to see how the players are that's been representing the country at the highest point and they've been the league champions in South Africa and African champions in South Africa, the players that we have in the, in the team. So I think I've been learning a lot from them. And who's the roommate? Sorry? Who's the roommate? Oh, Pagamani Maslambi is my roommate. <laughs> I heard that some of you had to choose, so you chose to room together? Yeah, I th- me and Pagamani chose to, to sleep together because he's a close friend of mine and I've been playing with him from a young age and even played with him in under 20 FCON now, so I decided to sleep with him. Mm-hmm. And obviously uh, there's always conversations between the two of you, obviously you room together. I'm sure the dominant one is ahead of tomorrow, especially with the coach having promised to give you boys a chance. Well, I mean, the reason why we step together because we always try to push each other because we're the same age and also we have the same goals that we want to achieve. So we're there to push each other. When one is down, we always push each other and encourage each other to even work harder. So I think it's been it's been helping us. And also we talk about everything after games. We discuss things and we watch games together so we can learn more as players because we're young players and we have to know what to do when we enter the field. So we always conversate about things like this. And looking forward to tomorrow's game, I think we, pre- we prepared well as a team and the coaches prepared us well. So if we get a chance tomorrow, I know that I would, I would give it my best, and I'm sure he would do the same. At training, which role have you been playing? I've been playing on the on the wings, either way, left or the right side. I've been playing on the wings for a training. And I'm sure there's, there's a lot that you've also gained from um, the, your national teammates. Yeah, there's a lot that I've gained from my national teammates. I mean, the players that I've just played in my position before me, the likes of Kigan Dolly and... So this is players, even the likes of Lebohang Manyama, this is players that have been playing regularly in the PSL and it's players that represent our country at the highest level. They all even went to the Olympics. So, I mean, watching them, it's an honor and learning from them, being in the same camp as them, it's just, it's just an honor for me. Something special for you, I mean, between now and November, all these things that have happened in your football career? Well, I mean, it's it's a big achievement for me. I mean, from November to China to now, the FCON Kosafa first, and then the FCON now, and then now just to Bafana squad. I mean, I'm grateful and qualifying for the World Cup. I'm grateful and I thank God for giving me this opportunity, and also my mentor for always being there, Farouk Khan. My dad also for being a big impact in my career and been always been there for me to good days and bad days. For me, it's just. I'm just happy for all the achievements that I've got in this short period of time. And also, finally, you play 
Fela Kinsky-Nipisau. We pray Angola tomorrow. I know you've just arrived in Portugal, but um, do you feel any sense of similarity on what you do? Because the players who are, who are playing there dominantly are playing in, in, in the Portuguese league. Well, I mean, yeah, I know most of the players that have been playing in the Guinea-Bissau squad, and I have teammates that's playing in the Guinea-Bissau squad, so I know them. And for me, going back to the team or even playing tomorrow, I would just play my normal game and even working harder for me to get my position in the team, at my team. And here, the national team, when I get my opportunity, I will give it my best and take grab the opportunity with both hands. I think my team is very happy for me to represent South Africa. It's a lot of recognition. Yeah, and also now the Bafana, so I mean, they're happy for me and they just want the best for me and that's why they allowed me to stay. And obviously you can't wait to go back so that you can get the benefits or the rewards of all these uh, positive things that have been happening at club level now. Yeah, I mean, all those positive things, it just pulls me, but I don't take it in my head. I still be the same humble person as I am and groundless and keep on working hard. Going back to my team, I will be happy to see the guys, my, my teammates, and playing with them again. But for now, I'm just focused on the business that I'm here to do. And if I get the opportunity to play, I'll give it my best. Did you go to the academy as, as promised? Obviously, I went to my family. My first thing that I did when I came back from the tournament, I went back to my family and spent a week with them, with my brothers back at home and my father, my mentor. So I've been there in the week before I came to the national team. I've been there with them, training with them also, and just sharing my happy moments with the players back at home. That was Bafana Bafana Amajita and Sporting Lisbon striker Luther Singh closing the interview with Valile Mbuli. SAFM Sports Wrap. And that's about it for Sports Wrap this evening. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, uh, you can email the executive producer of the show, uh, sport at safm.co.za. That's how you can get in touch if you've got any comments, suggestions, or questions. Uh, we love hearing from you, sport at safm.co.za. You can also be in touch via the various social media platforms. You can find us at SAFM on uh, across most of them, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the works. Do be in touch. Coming up on the other side of your 7 o'clock news, it is the talk shop with Nalini. Lady Maleo. I'm Brad Brown. Have yourself a superb evening from myself and my producer Siobhan Chetty. Thank you so much for listening. Right now it is seven o'clock and time for your news.